My name's Craig. And my name's Dave. And this week, it came from the desert. And welcome to No More Sages, a show where we pick one game from each year and explore how gaming has evolved through the decades. With me, of course, is my good friend Craig, who picked this game and I hold no animosity towards. Oh, good evening. It's nice to speak to you. It is wonderful to speak to you. So before I get into the stats, Craig, why don't you uh, speak a little bit on what made you choose this? It just being an earlier point-and-click adventure, I'm always a fan of point-and-click adventure games, adventure games, text games, you know, and then there's something about this, like, if you look at the cover art for it, it's very cheesy, you know, like, I don't know what the word is for, like, B-horror-y type guff looking. Monster Madness movies. Yeah, I, I just thought, you know what, let's go for it. What's the worst that can happen? What is well, the, the worst that can happen is It Came From The Desert was developed by Cinemaware, with the designer being David Riordan, and it was released in 1989 on the Amiga, which is where we're playing it, and later got ported in 1990 to DOS, and then even later than that, in 1992, it was on the TurboGrafx-16, the little game system that could. Okay, this is arguably a adventure game? Mostly, you think, mm -hmm. Craig? Yeah, yeah. It, like, I would say it's mostly an adventure game. Uh, you know, you're walking about, talking to people, clicking things, and trying to figure out what combination of clicks and locations what? will progress the story. Before we get into the myriad of mechanics that we're going to have to talk <laughs> over, uh, why don't you explain to the people the premise of it? Yeah, so basically, there's, it's like so cliched it's unbelievable. There's a meteor strike... And there's ants everywhere running about the place. It's crazy. And you've got a mixture of, you know, like, point and click, like, face-to-face, first-person view or top-down views. You've got a shooting gallery type mechanic with guns and stuff. And you're basically trying to figure out, you know, like, what the hell is going on? Why, when, where, and, you know, like, what came from the desert? It turns out giant ants came from the desert. I was going to say, you really buried the lead on, it's not just ants, it's not like somebody had a bad picnic, it, it's giant ants. Yeah. Um, uh, think of the movie Them, if you've never seen that before. Uh, it's big ol' ants, mm -hmm. and they're going to just take you to their colony and tear you apart, I would imagine. Yeah, um, as the cover of the box art states, in this game you get to see decent Americans terrorized, hear teenage girls squeal, um, all presented in Thriller Vision. Um, and the bit at the bottom which I don't get make them ants cry uncle like why are they crying uncle well their uncle is not Bob luckily uh, I, I never got where the idiom cry uncle comes from but it basically means surrender like alright uncle uncle I surrender kind oh, of thing I've never had that I've never heard someone use that non-sarcastically in my lifetime yeah. So it, it's definitely before 1980s. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. This this is a show where we like to torture each other sometimes with the picks uh-huh. that we make. Uh, this this is a Cinemaware game. And if you know Cinemaware, it has as much connotation to it as Euro Trash Platformer. Um, do you have any history with Cinemaware? Uh, I don't think so. Really? I, I, yeah, That's I, kind of surprising. Because, like, looking through all of the Cinemaware games, they're all games that I don't think were big over here. Like, I don't think any of them were. Uh, there had to be a few that were big, right? Because some of the things that they've released on, like, the Amstrad CPC, there might have been two people in the States who had an oh, Amstrad. Right. Okay, okay. So I'm guessing there was at least a, or, you know, like the ZX Spectrum, like nobody here had a Spectrum. So there had to be some market there, maybe not in your little group, but um, you can't, you're not blameless in this. Your country is to blame for this. Um, Okay, so I have a little bit of history with CinemaWare, probably for the same games a lot of kids my age did, uh, and that is mainly Defender of the Crown and the Three Stooges game, which I... I'm ashamed to say that I liked as a kid. Um, it's, it's a terrible game, but there are three Stooges in it, Craig. Uh, you can count them. One, two, three. Um, yeah, Defender of the Crown is basically this, right? Like almost to a T in terms of gameplay mechanics, which we will explain in a bit. But think uh, medieval as in, oh, it's a tournament and here are your mini games and things like that, uh, which was cocaine for little boy Dave. Yeah, if there was a night... Sounds like hell, but it sounds good yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very much like a, all right, a little Dave woke up, time to play Lords of the Realm and then Defender of the Crown. Uh, okay, so back to It Came from the Desert. This is not a standard adventure game as you would think of a point and click adventure game. There are things that set cinema way <sighs> games apart, which is why they made a huge splash back in the day. Number one, there's a heavy emphasis on visuals, mm-hmm. like super heavy emphasis. For the year this came out, I still think it looks fantastic. Yeah. Oh, like, I booted it up and it, I was like, am I playing the wrong version? Have I done the wrong thing? What have I done wrong that's presenting this into my eyeballs from 1988 uh, or 1989? 89. 89. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, wow, it's pretty decent. It's, like, really decent, isn't it? And it's kind of amazing that it can have the same impact now that it did when it came out like that was the one thing everybody was like wow these these games look amazing um so why don't you say what sets this apart from let's say other standard point and clicks of the era yeah well i think one of the biggest things is that element of action there are scenes where you have to do things to not like point and click adventures to me were always no consequences you can take as long as you want doing whatever you want to mush together different objects to progress the story without any peril oh god i've used the word without any peril oh no whereas this there are elements of shooting so you've got to shoot ants (laughs) points um you know it's not just got the first person like i said in the intro it's got a top down running about type place and you move about a map and click different areas while talking to people and it feels a lot more it feels like 
a, a cinematic game with narrative-driven elements that then goes between that and an action... Not an action game, that's too far of a stretch, but... Yeah, think, go- think of it like a, like a concept design for Zombies Ate My Neighbors yeah, kind yeah. of feel to the action parts. Um, there's also a time limit. If you do not do certain things within the time limit, the ants will overtake the American voting system and vote for the ant queen i do believe is the story there i certainly finished this game um <laughs> uh yeah so uh, it like craig said there's a lot of all right i'm gonna go here and talk to this old prospector and he's gonna say hey, 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 you should talk to this guy and then you go you go talk to that guy and then oh no you've been ambushed by ants kind of thing and, and you do your little mini game thing uh, all while under a strict time limit yeah um and i think oh, sorry okay well i was no, gonna just... say Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, did it again. Okay, <clears throat> you go. <laughs> All I was going to say is, the, the interesting thing about the time limit is key events happen at specific times regardless of whether you're there or not. So if you're talking to the prospector at a certain point in the game, you should maybe be somewhere else witnessing something else. And it take it's going to take more than a playthrough to figure out where you need to be at any given time to get through it. And I think yeah, it's it, got almost a night trap feel to it. Yeah, it's really interesting. Again, uh, 1989. That's one word to use. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like once you bring up the year, it's like okay, yes, that is that is super interesting for '89. A uh, couple of things. Uh, how did you play this? Because none of us own an Amiga, as far as I'm aware. No, I played it on my laptop. Like a just of, just a threw the disc at the laptop and said, "Here, go." No, no, and in an emulator, you know, like retro thingy. Did you use it? Uh, that's what I wanted to ask about. Did you use an actual emulator, or did you go to like my abandonware oh, kind of things? For this one, I used an actual emulator because I was farting about with an installation of an emulator at the time. Okay, um, I, I played it through one of those um, internet archive, yeah, yeah, things. And this, it makes the action scenes a little bit worse, but not too much worse, I would imagine. Like, the lag wasn't terrible. Yeah. And for point-and-click games, I mean, it, it's fine. Uh, so this is available if we do pique your interest a little bit and you really hate yourself. Mm-hmm. You can play It Came From The Desert fairly easily. Yeah. Uh, I, did you... Oh, go ahead. Nope. Did you monkey about with any of the other versions, specifically the TurboGrafx-16 version? No, I didn't. Again, this was one of the ways. I just went and did my job and left without feeling the need to explore any further. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's damning with faint praise. But, uh, so the only reason I ask is on the TurboGrafx-16 version, it has changed a little bit to include the most wonderful thing. Live action cutscenes, <gasps> Craig. Wow. I know, right? Um, they are, of course, stellarly acted. And um, I think they add very much to the B-movie charm. And I'm kind of sad to see they weren't in the Amiga version. I, I didn't play the TurboGrafx-16 version, to be fair. I just watched a, a video of it once I read, oh, hey, there's live-action cutscenes. Yeah. Cool. That's pretty, actually, pretty cool. Like, that's... It, that, yeah. That, it definitely accentuates what I'm trying to get at it being interesting as it is a very cinematic-y type narrative thing you do have the action but live uh, some live action cutscenes would really kind of like that would have kicked it up a notch 
Um, yeah, yeah, it, it definitely adds to the... Uh, I will extend it a little bit of grace because I think once you're setting down very much with the box art and, and the way people talk and the game world itself, that, oh, this is a B-movie, I think that... Unlike something like a sewer shark or a night trap, that extends that grace of, okay, it's fine to be a terrible actor because of what you're parodying. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, when you hit, like, the stereotypes, the prospector and things like that, and the cop and, or the, the sheriffy guy and whatever, when you see them and you think that's the most stereotyped stereotyping I've seen in a long time, it's totally forgiven. Like, it's all within... the. You're right, it's all within that B-movie grace period type thing. Oh, absolutely. And, um, I'm, okay, so really quick, how far did you play this? Um, I didn't play that far, to be honest. I played it, started playing it once I got the hang of what was going on and the general timing of things. I restarted it thinking, I'll get it, I'll hit the ground running now, I know what I'm doing, and didn't get very far again. And then didn't feel the need to go and get a walkthrough to try and get a bit further, so just left it. And you very quickly um, you very quickly get a wrangle in what the hell the game's about within, like, the first ten minutes of playing it. And that means you pretty much have a wrangle on every CinemaWare game ever released, Kurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, to this, this was, this was like a blanket of, okay, I know what I'm doing. Um, I... Not to be a negative Nancy... I was watching the clock like a hawk on this one. Um, I, I have a very little experience with the game from the desert. It's very much a just a curiosity piece for me. I never really got into it. Um, and the only reason I did check it out before was, <clears throat> and this is something I want to bring up, Craig. Have you seen the 2017 movie version oh, of this? When I was Googling the game, I did watch the trailer for the film and it's... It, um yeah yes i have <laughs> it is a moving pictures with people in it uh-huh. uh i have watched the movie it is special to say the least uh you can tell the people who made it genuinely enjoyed this game why i don't know but they did um it it, it does not belong at anywhere near anybody's best of video game movies list but you know what it it also works as a b movie and i can't fault it for that like like what are you gonna do how did you not make a cinematic masterpiece out of it came from the desert um okay so right about now is where we start to struggle on interesting things to talk about so curiosity time craig does this since you are a science fiction man um does this would if the exact game was the same but with a different dressing, would it interest you more or less? Like I, I'm, I'm using this as like, a, are you a King's Quest or a Space Quest kind of guy? Like, like does the theming? If the mechanics are the exact same, would the theming matter that much? Yeah, probably. I think like if this was in spa- if this was on the International Space Station, and there was ants in the vent, and you had to like I, that, I would totally. Actually, I might play that too. Either yeah, <laughs> I, I would dig that a whole lot more than like I don't like kings and queens and kings questy stuff. I don't like you know the Romans and the centurions running about. And the that's place. why you're going to hell. I know. Um, 
I, I, I don't like westerns. Like, and and I don't like B horror movies. Where... Oh, that was gonna be my big one. Okay, so so it being a B movie means nothing to you yeah, in terms means, of horror. Like, it means absolutely okay. nothing. I just I don't. I've never gelled with that, and I have seen a good chunk of B movies, but I, I just don't. I don't. I don't find them entertaining in any way. You mean besides <laughs> B movie with Seinfeld? Oh yeah, apart from the B movie, you know. Okay. Um, um, let's see, for me, the theming here gives me a lot more affection than it would otherwise because, I mean, this is what I grew up watching because it's 2 a.m. in America and little Dave can't sleep. I guess I'll watch The Wasp Woman or The Brain That Wouldn't Die or, you know, you know those kind of movies. Like, I, I have a lot of affection for the, the movie this game is directly ripping from, um, which makes me a little – like, it, it's weird because – while it extends me more affection, it also makes me more disappointed. Like, if there was a good B-movie game where you fought giant ants and it wasn't Earth Defense Force, that would be great. Uh, this isn't it for me. Does this make you interested in any other Cinemaware titles that isn't Darkseed? No, not in the slightest. I had a, a wee quick Google of their collection and none of them were really crying out, oh God, please play me. Um, it's not my cup of tea. Much in the same way, that, like if, if you go the whole Sierra versus LucasArts kind of thing, I was much more into LucasArts for the, generally the way the games feel and the the adventure quirkiness of them there. The, the mechanics of this just did not, it didn't, it didn't make me think I want to play more of these at all. Okay, so, well, the, um, the Luke Starts Sierra thing, we're not having that conversation again. Um, but that does want, make me want to ask you, how do you, I don't want to say rate, I guess would be the best word, the unfriendliness of this towards the player is, is the fact that you're going to have, you can't one-shot this if you're new to it. You, you just can't. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Like, I like the underlying premise of trying to figure out the critical path of where to be when and do what. Like, I like that bit of it. I just don't like any of the rest of it. I don't like the quirky B-movie, prospectory crapness or any of the minigames or anything. Okay. I, ju I just... There's some, it just threw me off. Because I wanted to like it a lot. Because there is a, and but, but this is a little blasphemous, there's a very much a roguelike energy to this. In term, not in terms of everything's random, as in you're going to make it to chapter two and then die, and then, okay, make it to chapter three and then die. Like, you're making progressive steps forward. Um, in an adventure game, I find that untenable. Like, that is, the, no. Um, in a roguelike, I love it because everything's always different. In this, it's okay. I I, I saw what you said, Prospector, Mister Jazzman. All right, let's go. Keep keep going. Um, I find this game detestable for me. Uh it's a little harsh, but that was uh, strong. That is it, a it strong world. Very strong. I have respect for what it did in 1989 for sure, but. If I was on a desert island, this would be one I would huck back into the ocean. Um, I, I can't stand this game. I, I hate it. But as I said before, Craig, there's a nugget of something in every game. That you should take away from it. It's a learning experience. So for you, what is the nugget that this has? 
Um, I suppose the nugget that it has is that underlying complexity, the multiple things happening and you have to be in the right place at the right time to figure it out, for the era is pretty interesting and it made me wonder what other more interesting weird random mechanics are we going to find on this wonderful journey through the ages. Ah, through the ages and with the sages but there's no more um for me this is an object lesson in how far good cohesive theming can get you because while i don't like this game i still have affection for what it does like this is something where let's say i'm playing a a brain off kind of game like a dynasty warriors right where it's just like yep i'm I'm gonna hit square fourteen thousand times and then win this is something that I might actually have a let's play of playing to, you know, keep that other half of my brain focused because I find it interesting. Just, oh, God, please don't don't make me touch it. It's <laughs> awful. So, it's, yeah. Uh, but it's the, it's that age old thing from you've had it several times now. It's the I like this game. Just don't make me play it. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I like this game. Just don't make me play it. It's an Abe's Odyssey. Yeah. This is what it is. Like, I love everything about those, but if I have to pick up a controller, I will. I will throw myself out a window. Um. So this is the first dud we've had. I don't think it's it's a it, it's not a dud that landed with a crater though. Hmm. No, for me, I've, this is. God. No, I I agree. It's not. It's not the worst thing to ever happen. It just so happens that in the context of it being 2022, this, it was a bit, there's less good to pull from it now. I'm oh, yeah, really in terms nice. of like, it, well, no, don't be nice, be honest. Uh, in terms of, of 2022 playitude, I'm going to trademark that word. Um, I think this is at a. Ooh, I'm gonna say something else that's that's bad. Uh, this is like missed for me. This is a what it did was kind of important, not as important as missed, of course, but it's best left in a museum, like Indiana Jones says. It should belong in a museum. Uh, I I don't think this is like if if Cinemaware came out with a PS4 Xbox collection of all of their titles. Would you be interested in it, or is this a hard no to everything involving Cinemaware games? Um, it's probably a hard no. Like, nah. Un- unlike last week, where it's, or last week when I said, like, yeah, I'd take a PS4 or a PS5 version of this if I could just play it on the console. This, nap. And this is probably, looking at all the themings and the knights and chivalry floating about the place in Cinemaware... None of it grabs my attention, so I just I just don't think. Not even the Three Stooges, sir. No, like I've I mean I know who the Three Stooges are, but I <laughs> don't even I've never seen any media with them in it. Like I've never seen I don't know if it's a TV show or a game show or I don't know whether they're film actors um, or I, I just they I've, are in the same league as an Abbott and Costello or a Laurel and Hardy okay. kind of thing. They're just short films, right? That okay. were. Slapstick comedy. Um, how dare you not be familiar with a thing that was not on your continent at all, Craig? I'm quite disappointed. All right, so wrapping this sucker up, um, I'm going to end this with a... This is very much a historic timepiece, 
that doesn't translate well unless you're super interested in the way adventure games developed. Because this is very much an offshoot that didn't really go anywhere. Like, it's it's on a road, there's this Cinemaware street, and it ends in a dead end, but it's an interesting street to go down. There's some really weird-looking houses down there. But that's it. Uh, this is something that I, I will never, ever make any kind of rotation for me. Nah, I'm the same. No no grand replays, no visit, no further exploration. It was interesting to see what it was and when it was, but that's it. It's over. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, that's fair enough. All right, so thank you very much for listening. If you have, you know, some some heated words, maybe you're, uh, you vote for the ant party in America <laughs> and you're like, by golly, how dare you? Uh, you can hit us up at the website at nomoresages.com where you can also suggest a game if you want us to take a look at something in particular. We will always try to slot that in as quick as we can because, well, it's really boring to put in a suggestion and then two years later we decide to do it. So we try to get to those as quick as we can. Other than that, uh, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, respect the ants. You never know when they will tear your head off. Craig? Yes? Do you have any? Um, your yeah. The same catchphrase we do every week. Uh, oh, oh, I've got one. I've got one. I've got, I've okay. got something. I, this is just the start of a joke. But um, respect the ants or you'll be crying uncle. Ah-ha-ha! All right. And next time, you can join us on a journey through the dream world with Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. And Craig, keep your mouth shut about Little Nemo, (laughs) all right? Okay. Okay.